What's going on? Matt Savoka here from awesomeo.com bringing you the week 16 FanDuel main slate top plays. We go position by position talking about the top options on this third to last main slate of the NFL regular season. Should be a very good one. I should mention though, we are recording this a little bit early due to the Christmas holiday this week. We are recording this around Friday afternoon, so we don't have all the latest updates in terms of injuries, in terms of activations from the COVID-19 list. We will try our best to give you this or that scenarios where appropriate when we don't know all the information. So bear with us over the holiday weekend here, guys. Before we get into this one, just want to remind you guys, go ahead and like this video, subscribe to the channel so that you always know when we're going live. You guys know what to do. And if you could give me, Matt Savoka, a follow on Twitter, at Draftaholic, that's always much appreciated as well. We'd also like to thank our presenting sponsor, No House Advantage. No House Advantage is offering player props contests for all major sports for real cash prizes. And when you sign up, use promo code AWESOMO to get a first match deposit bonus of up to $25. Download it in the Google Play Store or the App Store or go to nohouseadvantage.com and get started today. It is seriously so much fun over there. Okay, guys, on the screen here, you will see my... 10 through one of my top defenses still as usual there is some ambivalence to which defense you choose go ahead and correlate it with other parts of your lineup like a running back that you have in there the obvious plays here are going to be at the top but we got a five percent chance of being in the optimal lineup for the jets bills and chargers a six percent chance of being in the optimal lineups for the raiders and buccaneers seven percent chance of being in the optimal lineups for the bengals an eight percent chance for the seahawks eagles and jaguars and then taking the cake with a nine percent chance of being in the optimal lineup honestly i think it ends up being higher than this the atlanta falcons against the detroit lions without jared goff yeah, maybe they don't have the highest ceiling score. The Falcons themselves aren't a great defense by any means. But when you're facing the Jared Goff-less Detroit Lions, I think you're facing one of the absolute worst offenses in the NFL. You could easily see them smashing their current median projection of 7.1. And at 3,800, they make for a, an excellent value option this week. The Falcons, by far, my number one defense this week. Let's move on to the other positions. To the tight ends, we move to number five, Jared Cook. Jared Cook is definitely going to be utilized more often this week with Austin Eckler likely out than he has in previous weeks. We also had Donald Parham exit last week's game with a pretty serious looking injury. Very, very long shot to play here. So Jared Cook stepping into a slightly larger role here in the Chargers passing attack. And this passing attack is in a great spot against the Houston Texans. Nearly 10-point favorites, a 46-point total. And the Chargers, give them credit, they are the 8th best offense via PFF's team offensive grades. Cook's median projection, that's okay. 8 points here, and he's over 25 fantasy points 2% of the time. The floor is really what you want here. You're probably getting 7-8 to eight targets here. He needs to get in the end zone to be in the optimal lineup. But we see him getting there plenty in our simulations. He's in the optimal lineup 6% of the time. Number four, here's one of those situations where we're not sure. Waller's probably going to miss yet another game here. As of Friday afternoon, he has not practiced yet this week. If he is in, he has a solid ceiling. He's getting 25 or more fantasy points in 12% of our simulations, and he has an 11.2 median fantasy projection. But to be honest here, I don't see Waller playing, and I don't think we're going to have him this week at all. So I'm going to move on quickly here. But if he's in, he is going to be Derek Carr's favorite target. Could easily see eight to 10 targets. I just think we're going to have to wait another week to see Waller. 
number three, it's Kyle Pitts, the Pro Bowler Kyle Pitts in this matchup that we were already talking about. Atlanta is playing the Jared goff list Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions defense was already ranked second worst in PFF's team defensive grades. So while Pitts doesn't have the highest ceiling, he's getting over 25 fantasy points in just 5% of our simulations, he's got a really solid floor. You could easily see eight targets here, maybe even more for the Atlanta Falcons de facto number one receiving option in their passing attack. 5,900, that's getting up there for a tight end on FanDuel, but it's certainly not bad, especially when you consider an 11-point median fantasy projection. I know the scoring has been up and down for Kyle Pitts this season, but ultimately, on this slate, I see him in a great spot against the poor Detroit defense. Atlanta could control this one from start to finish, and Kyle Pitts could finally have a huge game after what feels like weeks and weeks of him disappointing. Number two, it's Travis Kelsey, yet another player that at this point might be in, might not be in. By the time you're watching this video, you probably have the answer already. So if he's in, obviously, Travis Kelsey is in the optimal lineup nearly a fifth of the time. 19.6% of our simulations, he's in there. So, uh, or excuse me, 19.6% of the time, he has over 25 fantasy points. In 18.8% of our simulations, he's in there. 7,800 is not too much for a player like Kelsey, who absolutely dominated the fourth quarter and overtime last week against the Chargers. Unfortunately, because he's on the COVID-19 list, we don't have a lot of indicators whether he's going to be activated in time or not. We can say that he's a great play against Pittsburgh if he's in. We can say he's a terrible play. If he's out, he will have a 0% chance of being in the optimal lineup. Give a boost to Pitts and to Jared Cook and Mark Andrews if Kelsey is ultimately out, but if in, he's still a great play at 7,800. At number one, it let's party like it's 2018, right? It's Rob Gronkowski back at that number one spot here. And obviously he is in a really, really good spot because he's going to get a lot of the targets from Tom Brady with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans sideline Godwin for the rest of the season, unfortunately. Yes, the team is getting Antonio Brown back, but Gronkowski has that rapport. He had 11 targets last week and 10.5 point favorites. That's who you want to target tight ends on, especially ones that get targeted in the red zone as much as Gronkowski does. 6,700, a decent salary for Gronk, but we really need him to get that 10 target upside, which he know we know he has here in this matchup. 25 fantasy points in 14% of our simulations. Yeah, he's under 10 fantasy points in 42% of our sims, but that really has to do with the volatility of the tight end position in general. He is a really solid chance of being in the optimal lineup. Nearly a quarter of our sims show Gronkowski in the optimal lineup this week. Into the wide receivers, number five, it's Chargers Mike Williams. Just like Jared Cook, Jared uh, Mike Williams is going to benefit from that concentrated offense in the passing game with Austin Eckler likely not playing here due to his placement on the COVID-19 list. He's also ailing from a couple of lower leg injuries as well. Mike Williams, 6,600 salary. That's okay here on FanDuel. What we really like to see is the fact that he got nine targets last week. He hadn't had nine targets since week five this season when he had 16 against the Cleveland Browns. We know that the usage has been down for the second half of the season here, but with this change in personnel, with Eckler not available this week, we could see a reversion back to something closer to the first part of the year where Williams was heavily involved. He got double-digit targets in 50% of his games leading up to week six, but then it really fell off. So if we see something like the first half of the year against the Houston Texans defense that ranks 29th in PFF's team defensive grade, 
Mike Williams could easily pay off at his salary. He's getting over 25 fantasy points in 14% of our simulation, and he's in the optimal lineup slightly ahead of Justin Jefferson 17.1% of the time. At number four, it's Williams' teammate Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen obviously a higher salary player, but a higher median projection and a higher target floor. We will likely see 10 plus targets for Keenan Allen, and the target ceiling, honestly, it's like one of those 2020 games where he saw 20 targets in a game. He has absolutely 30-point upside in this spot against the Houston Texans defense. That's 29th in PFF's team defensive grade. And remember, the Chargers are 8th in PFF's team offensive grades. They've been really, really impressive with Justin Herbert making that second-year ascension this season. I mean, Allen certainly has a floor that is only rivaled by the top options at his position. He is in the He's getting the optimal... 25 or more fantasy points in 22% of our simulations and is in the optimal lineup slightly ahead of his teammate Williams 17.7% of the time in our latest simulations. Number three, it's DJ Moore. And here's another one where I'm concerned that you're going to have more information than I do as a Friday afternoon. DJ Moore has missed practice all week. He is in serious jeopardy of missing this game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And while the Tampa Bay defense is certainly better than the Carolina offense, you could say that double-digit targets are what you're searching for here at 6,400 for DJ Moore, but he's obviously going to get zero targets if he can't make it onto the field with that ankle injury right now. His median projection, if in, is 13 fantasy points. That's pretty solid. He's over 25 fantasy points 17% of the time, but ultimately, I think we may have to wait another week. This game against Tampa Bay, the Panthers don't grade out very well, but I was hoping we would get to... Uh, get that target share as a pretty solid value 6400 it doesn't look like it's going to be right now though more is in the optimal lineup a solid 19 percent of the time at number two it's tyree kill and guys this is a great moment comment below would you guys rather not have me give these this or that situations would you just rather me take these players out because they're leaning towards out because I don't know, again, as of Friday afternoon, I choose to put these players in just in case you have that information. Obviously, boost players like Keenan Allen, like Mike Williams, like Justin Jefferson, who I like a little bit better than the math this week, if Tyreek Hill is out. Because right now, we don't think that, he, excuse me, that Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill will be activated in time for this game against Pittsburgh. We should see some line movement. The total will likely move down from 46 and a half where it currently stands. And it will likely be a spread smaller than 10 and a half, which is currently what it is for the Chiefs right now. If Hill is in, an 8,700 salary seems a little steep, but I'd be fine paying it, especially when you're considering a median projection of 17 or more fantasy points and getting over 25 fantasy points in nearly 38% of our Sims. Unfortunately, it's sort of looking like Hill isn't going to play. I don't know who you really want in the Chiefs passing game. Maybe Byron Pringle, little Nicole Hardman. I'll be mixing in both of them in tournaments. But for cash games, I think you don't play any Chiefs wide receiver. Look at the side here on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Play some of those other players who are in or maybe this number one option I'm about to get to. Number one, duh, it's Cooper Cup. Play Cooper Cup. Please play Cooper Cup. He's the best wide receiver in football right now. Double-digit target floor, 15 target ceiling here. 
two, maybe even three touchdown ceiling. Seems he's getting over 100 yards from scrimmage every single game. He's got 30 fantasy point upside every time he steps on the field. A 20 point median projection over 25 fantasy points 53% of the time. In the optimal lineup, 29% of the time. Minnesota's defense is dead last in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. My argument is done here. You're playing Cooper Cup. He's the number one wide receiver. He's the number one player on the slate by a mile. Fade him at your own risk. On to the running back position. It's number five, Joe Mixon, playing the Baltimore Ravens, who are more susceptible through the air than via the ground game. But Mixon is getting enough opportunities to be valuable here. 7,500 is a little bit steep. Mixon is definitely a tournament option, more so than a cash game play. But we're looking at a 20 opportunity floor here. He's been right around that mark in every single game over the last few weeks. It's a little bit lower, actually. 18 opportunities last week, but 20 the week before that. So against Baltimore, I think he'll see plenty of usage through the air. Only one target last week. That needs to change for the Bengals. Still a solid median projection, over 14 fantasy points. He's over 25 fantasy points in nearly 30% of our simulations. And he's under 10 in about 30% of our simulations as well. Mixon and the Bengals are 2.5 point favorites at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Tough matchup, but Mixon's in the optimal lineup 15% of the time. Number four, it's David Montgomery. And it's a very similar argument for Montgomery as it was for Joe Mixon a moment ago. Montgomery has that opportunity floor, but the big difference for Montgomery versus Mixon is that Montgomery right now is on a targets heater. He's had more targets in this three-week span than any other three-week span in his entire career. And yes, he's playing the Seattle Seahawks. He might be without his quarterback in Justin Fields, and they are six-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road. That is not typically a situation we want to target a running back, but when we have receiving upside like we currently have with David Montgomery, I'm fine going there. You might even see him get 25 total touches if Andy Dalton is in the game here. A 6,600 salary for a 25 touch player. Now we're talking 20% of the time, he's over 25 fantasy points. That's a really, really solid floor and ceiling projection for David Montgomery. Not surprised to see him in the optimal lineup 17% of the time. Number three, it's Josh Jacobs, by far the number one back on the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Peyton Barber is getting mixed in as a spell back, but we should still see 18 plus total opportunities for Jacobs. Now, the receiving floor is not as high as a player like David Montgomery, whom we just mentioned, but the median projection is actually a tiny bit higher. Jacobs and the Raiders are home favorites against the Denver Broncos. Now, they're just one point favorites, and it is a 41 point Vegas total, quite, quite low. But Denver actually ranks 25th in PFS team defensive grades. Not very strong at all. Not to say Las Vegas is a world beater offensively. They're just 19th in team PFF offensive grades. But we're still seeing, seeing a solid ceiling for Josh Jacobs in 17% of our simulations. He's over 25 fantasy points. And just ahead of David Montgomery, surprisingly, probably due to that Vegas spread here where they are favored at home, he's in the optimal lineup, 17.3% the time at number two it's james robinson i think robinson qualifies as really the only pay up option worth considering in cash games here playing the new york jets by far the worst defense in the nfl 
last in PFF's team defensive grades, last in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs, last in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing offenses in general, a median projection of 16 fantasy points. That's a pretty solid value right away. And then you're seeing a third of the time in our simulations, Robinson is getting over 25 fantasy points. That is higher than his percentage chance of getting under 10 fantasy points here. So while there are some free square options, some players who don't quite make it into the top five, like Justin Jackson, or maybe Alexander Madison against the Los Angeles Rams, James Robinson looks like that player who we want to prioritize 18 carries and six targets last week. That's what we want to see there. I mean, interim head coach Daryl Bevel said so. He said that he was going to feature James Robinson and he stayed true to his word. You could see that keep on rolling against the Jets this week even though the jaguars are not an impressive offense robinson is the lone bright spot in this terrible 2021 jacksonville season number two did you catch it did you catch it i said number two again because we just had a new run of our tools at awesomeo.com that is the best part about working over at awesomeo.com we are constantly updating information even days before the slate so that we have new optimal lineups and now James Robinson is in at number three. Joe Mixon is at number four in our optimal lineup percentage. And David Montgomery is in at number five. So a little bit of shuffling here. And we're including a new free square running back here at number one. So at number two is our previous number one play in Ronald Jones. The second, eh, try saying that three times fast there. Still, Ronald Jones looks like a fantastic option with the Tampa Bay backfield locked up to himself. Leonard Fournette may be on injured reserve by the time you see this. He has almost no shot of playing in this game. And Gio Bernard already is there on injured reserve. I don't think we're seeing Kishon Vaughn for a huge amount of touches in this game, which means 5,400 Ronald Jones is in line for likely 18 to 25 total opportunities, which means that he's got a, a superb 14.8 median fantasy projection here. And he's getting over 25 fantasy points 18% of the time. Now he's in the optimal lineup literally a quarter of the time in 24.9% of our simulations. Jones makes the optimal lineup, but he is no longer number one. Let's find out who is. At number one, it's Alexander Madison. Dalvin Cook is out for the Minnesota Vikings and Alexander Madison's salary is too low to pass up. Yes, the LA defense is legit. Number one in PFS team defensive grades, but so is 25 touches as a floor here that's what we can expect from madison especially if adam Thielen doesn't play we're going to see this offense for minnesota concentrate around madison and justin jefferson on the outside 18.5 median fantasy projection for a 5500 salary player that is a free square on FanDuel. He's over 25 fantasy points in 37% of our simulations. And unsurprisingly, now we're really seeing these numbers creep up for a main slate. Madison is in the optimal lineup 43% of the time. And finally, the quarterback position, a pretty good quarterback slate here. Number five is Matthew Stafford. Stafford is obviously benefiting from the fantastic season from Cooper Cup, and he's got weapons on the outside like Odell Beckham, and Tyler Higbee has actually been activated for this game against Minnesota. Not to mention the matchup against Minnesota looks great. They are 31st in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks, meaning they are the second easiest defense to face for quarterbacks, and they are dead last, Minnesota is, in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers bad news when you're playing against Cooper Cup. 
Stafford is getting 20 fantasy points as our median projection this week, which is why we're not surprised to see him getting 25 or more fantasy points in a solid 52.5% of our simulations. Now, 7,900 in salary is kind of steep this week, but they are number one in PFF's team offensive grades. This looks like a really, really good spot. So sim percentage, 7% chance of being in the optimal lineup. Pretty good for Matthew Stafford. I will probably be over the field when we get to Sunday. At number four, it's Lamar Jackson. And man, I hope we see Jackson out on the field against Cincinnati. I think if we do, we'll see that total of 45 and a half skyrocket and maybe even the spread start to change a little bit. But I think that the Ravens are preparing for another week of Tyler Huntley. If Jackson is in, he obviously has a really good floor and ceiling here, getting over 25 fantasy points over 45% of the time. You know the damage he can do alone with his legs. And he's been a pretty solid passer. When you got players like Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown and even Rashad Bateman, you better start to get some solid passing games in there. Against Cincinnati, one of the worst five teams in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed. Jackson could feast, but unfortunately, it looks like it's another week of Tyler Huntley. He'll be in the optimal lineup probably around 4 to 5% if he ultimately ends up starting. But Jackson has a solid 7.5% chance of being in the optimal lineup if he's ultimately able to play. At number three, here's a rushing quarterback who is playing against a defense that can't stop rushers and is a 10-point favorite. Jalen Hurts looks like an awesome play at 7,700 this weekend. Look at the distribution of fantasy outcomes if you're watching on YouTube here. And look how it's kind of tilted to the right here. There are a ton of ceiling scores in Hertz's range of outcomes. Over 25 fantasy points in a whopping 50% of our simulations. And in only one in five of our sims, is he getting 10 or less fantasy points? I'm actually surprised to see his chance of being in the optimal lineup this low as 10 point favorites against the Giants. Maybe it's because the shootout potential is pretty, pretty bad when Mike Lennon is starting on the other side. You're probably not going to get pushed by the other team here still. It's impressive that the Eagles are seventh best in team PFF offensive grades. If that's the case, I could see Hurts having a huge game against the Giants. He's in the optimal lineup 11% of the time. At number two, it's Patrick Mahomes. And yeah, this is a little bit tougher because right now we're expecting that it, there's at least a possibility that Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill or one of them will be activated for this game against Pittsburgh. We may not know at up until kickoff really on Sunday, whether these players are playing. So it's a little tough as of Friday afternoon to project Mahomes. If both of those players are out though, and he's throwing to players like Byron Pringle and Nicole Hardman and Noah Gray, you have to downgrade Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately. Great player, really seemed like he was turning a corner against the Chiefs, especially that fourth quarter and overtime where the Chiefs looked like their old dominant offensive selves, thanks to players like Travis Kelsey. Now we got to downgrade Mahomes once again. 8,700 for a player missing his top two weapons on the outside. That is not good here. If they are in though, it's a really solid median projection. 22.8 score here and over 25 fantasy points, 65% of the time. Unfortunately, I think you're going to have to downgrade him come Sunday. I like players like Hertz, like Stafford, and even Matt Ryan to get a boost if Mahomes ultimately doesn't have his top two weapons. And the number one play at the quarterback position this week, it's Justin Herbert, nearly 10-point favorites on the road against the Houston Texans. 
who are the 29th best defense in PFF's team defensive grades. That is one of the worst teams in the NFL. Certainly, Justin Herbert has been nothing but impressive this season. And if it weren't for that ferocious fourth quarter comeback for the Chiefs, he probably would have a victory last week. He is top five in the NFL in total expected points added, in total QBR, in deep ball completion percentage, in adjusted yards per attempt. This is an extremely efficient quarterback. I can't believe he's just a second year quarterback, unbelievably skilled for his age. And yes, the salary is high. That's because the matchup is so good. The median projection here, 22 fantasy points. He is over 25 fantasy points, a whopping 57.9% of the time, and only under 10%, excuse me, only under 10 fantasy points in 8.8% of our simulations. Just a fantastic high floor, high ceiling play against the Texans in the optimal lineup, the most of any quarterback, 14.2% of the time. That is going to do it for this week 16 FanDuel main slate top plays. This is going to be a great slate. Again, the third to last main slate of the NFL regular season. I can't believe it. It's gone so fast this year. If you're looking for the DraftKings version of this video, go ahead and look for it on the channel. Just a reminder, guys, one last time, this video was recorded around Friday afternoon eastern time so there isn't all the information let me know in the comments what you think about how i handled players who might be in might be out we can always change things up as we finish out the year always appreciate appreciate your guys feedback on that stuff and thanks again to our presenting sponsor no house advantage use promo code awesome to get a first match deposit bonus up to 25 dollars. we will be back a little bit later than usual for the christmas holiday for the sunday night edition of the contenders video until then, I'm Matt Savoka from AwesomeO.com. Happy holidays, guys.